everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Fran Moore. Thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. So for those that do not know, please tell the audience who you are, what you do, who you serve. Yeah. So like Hannah said, I'm Fran Moore. I run a business called The Pod Factory and and we just do all things podcasts and that's it. So I decided to kind of make an actual corporation out of building podcasts for people. I love it. It was crazy at first, but now we're at like 28 clients. And so it's no longer crazy. It's <sighs> actually a business. <laughs> I love this. Can you walk us through your story? Because you have an incredible story of like how you got to running this agency. Yeah. So at first I was a VA, like most people in the mm -hmm. online space, you start out and you're like, well, I mm -hmm. can assist anyone like bright eyed, bushy tail. And this was like the beginning of 2019. And then I realized, uh, uh, I cannot do tasks all day long. Mm -hmm. It's not my skill set. So then I switched to OBM work because I was like, oh, I love strategy. But then I didn't realize I didn't love strategizing everything about people's lives. Mm -hmm. So then I just niched down. I kept going. And then finally, I was like, let me just stick with podcasting because we do this pretty well. I figured out a really good process around it. And so I was just kind of like, this is gold. Let's just rinse and repeat this podcast thing over and over again. I love it. And, and now you're working with 28 clients. No big deal. No big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> so, I mean, you've worked with some of, I mean, the largest people in the space when it comes to their podcasts. And um, this is such a fascinating topic too, because I mean, you have your own podcast, I have my own podcast. And before we talk about pitching here, let's start with knowing, because I think a lot of people that are listening to you are wanting to get themselves on podcasts and you kind of sit at the other side of the table of probably getting the inquiries and maybe pitches that people send. So I'd love to know, you know, is there a right time to start pitching? And in what phase in their businesses do you think that entrepreneurs should start reaching out to podcasts? Honestly, I just, I want people to know that you're not too small for anything. Mm. Um, I feel like we're all on the same playing field. Like, mm -hmm. yes, maybe a lot of my clients have a hundred thousand thousand followers versus like a lawyer who might only have 2000 followers, but still mm -hmm. that information is needed and wanted on a podcast. So sometimes I think we forget that you're an expert in whatever you do. So you have to position yourself as the expert. If you just come in the door saying like, Hey, I'm Fran. I love to be on your podcast. That's weird. Like what do you <laughs> do? What about you makes me want you on my show? So like sell mm -hmm. yourself, like sell yourself up and talk about the things that make you amazing and why you belong in that space. So what are your recommendations on kind of building that relationship too? Do you recommend, um, you know, whether it's on Instagram, starting a relationship there, or do you recommend just emailing, like, give us your thoughts here because you sit on the other side of the table, getting those inquiries too. Yeah. So I think organic conversations are good. So like the people that I love the most on Instagram, I never pitch them. Like, honestly, they come mm -hmm. back to me because I'm just their friends. Like, I will just mm -hmm. send you, I'll just send you messages and I'll be like, oh my God, that was such a funny story. Or like, oh my God, I can relate. Like, prime example, I was obsessed with Topsy at the beginning of this year. I love and her. <laughs> and so like, now she actually responds to my DMs and we just talk to one another like all the time. And I don't even want anything from this girl. I just want to be her friend. So that's honestly where it starts. Like, if you mm -hmm. see someone who is like ideal for you, you not even as a client just as someone to be a friend with in this space and to have in your corner mm -hmm. that's when you just know like just interact with them as you would a normal human don't think of them as like the bill gates of the online business <laughs> just enter the space and be like oh my god that's hilarious i saw that on tiktok the other day 
I love that. So do you have any, when we're actually starting the pitching process, is there any podcast etiquette when it comes to pitching that you look for? If you're fielding any inbound inquiries, like what do you look for in a pitch? Yeah. So nobody's actually getting to know me. You're usually trying to know my client. So Mm -hmm. what I'm usually looking for is, do you know them? Like, did you even like try to stalk them? It's so easy to stalk each other on the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I know way too much about Hannah that Hannah's never told me. Like, (laughs) and it's just because I follow her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So like, if you pay attention to what's going on and you pitch and you show that you pay attention, like to be like, oh my God, God, like I have a client who just, I have several clients who just had babies. So if you just reach out and say, oh my God, I see you just had your baby. I'm so excited. And it's so nice to see a woman balancing both the podcast, your business and a child. I'm so inspired that right there, I might respond like, Mm -hmm. but if you just enter the inbox, like these babies don't exist. I'll just be like, what do you mean? You don't know they have kids, (laughs) but but it's just easy to figure out at least one thing about somebody to give them praise for. Yeah. And I, even from my standpoint too, just from the other side of the table, um, using humor always catches my eye. Someone pitched me and I think they said like Aussies have the, the bet, make the best podcast guests. And it was so random (laughs) and it caught my eye that I actually opened the email and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And it actually one of the best pitches because they use humor in their email, you know? Yes. Somebody told me something about my hair once because my hair is always wild and huge. And I was like, oh my God, on Tuesday, your hair was the biggest I've seen. And I was like, why are you telling me about my hair? But I love this. (laughs) You clearly took the time to follow me on social media. I'm just curious if you've ever on like the flip side have ever gotten a pitch that was like, whoa, this is too much or a pitch that was, did not resonate, whether it's for you or for a client. Um, like what are some of the things that you look for that kind of immediately turn you off when people try to pitch you for a podcast? First is when people copy and paste and don't take the time to realize that the font changed. So oh, yes. It's yeah. so weird. Like, okay, we had Times New Roman at the top and then it switched. To- <laughs> and now it's 12 font, but it was 10. Like, at least just go through and make sure everything is the same font and size. Like, mm-hmm. that's an easy fix. Or my favorite is when people pitch me and there's another person's name. Like, oh, they'll say, yeah. Like, Oh my God, Jen, I've wanted you on my show. And I'm like, Jen, my real name. Right. I'm like, well, my real name is Jeff Francis, but not Jen. So I always get so confused when those kind of things happen. And it's more so like just paying attention, like just being honest. Like if you're just going through and dumping emails in everyone's inbox and not paying attention, what's the point of you being on someone's show? Yeah, no, I agree 1000%. So I'm just curious to hear from you too, when it comes to, you know, you're pitching, you did the pitch, you're getting on the podcast. Is there any type of podcast etiquette that you look for or that your clients look for, especially that have established podcasts? Um, is there anything specifically that you look for? Yeah. So I had to start putting this disclaimer in all my clients, like, um, guest questionnaire Mm -hmm. we just had to tell people could you at least like have some type of microphone because there was an issue Mm -hmm. where people were just kind of using their headphones or their cell phone and when you do that on oh yeah it just becomes really weird like there's Mm -hmm. like so much static from your cell phone and we're already interacting with the internet on zoom so that's already issue in itself Mm -hmm. so like just making sure like you take the time to actually sound nice on their podcast because again they're sharing their platform with you and most people do it for free there's not a ton of podcasts you have to pay to be on 
I know. And podcasts are a lot of work. I think that's another big misconception. I mean, you know, it is so much work from scheduling, right? And you know, sitting on the other side of the table, scheduling to recording, to editing, to the graphics, to social. I mean, it's a lot. Oh my God. That's why my podcast is on pause because I'm just, no. <laughs> I do this for 28 people. And then we have a team of seven. That's how you know it takes too much effort to run. Team podcasts. of seven. Wow. Yes. Because it's impossible to edit that many podcasts by yourself. So it's just kind of like so crazy. Don't understand how much effort and work it takes to make like a good established podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And in terms of like, so once this person, so for those that are listening who want to pitch themselves, they got on a podcast. Do you have any tips for people to really stand out after they've gotten on a podcast? Anything that they should do, follow up, anything? Yeah. So usually people will send you like the promo graphics that Mm -hmm. they're going to use. I would even go a step further to put it into like your brand image to make your like welcome your audience to the other person's Mm -hmm. podcast. Because honestly, we want to do some give and take here. So the person allowed you to be on their show. You want to make sure you drive your audience to their show to listen. Mm -hmm. Don't just sit there and reap the benefits of the other side of someone sending you. (laughs) (laughs) You should see my face right now. (laughs) Like as soon as Hannah sends me like the promo, guess what? Fran's posting it on her Instagram too because there might be somebody there who doesn't know you yet Mm -hmm. and so it's like you got to have some give and take and it's not all about you as the guest Ooh, that is so good and I resonate with that so much because I've even had people that have come on here there were um we post it and then they don't share it at all so and you you know how much work goes into a podcast (laughs) that gives me a headache whenever that happens because Mm -hmm. it's just it just screams arrogance to me and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like are you so so important that you couldn't even share this podcast that you requested to be a part of, right? Mm-hmm. So like think about the other person and what they need and how you can return the favor. Yeah. And I think too, especially when I go on other people's podcasts, I'm always thinking of like, how can I provide value to that person? I think about that audience literally sitting in front of me speaking to them. Exactly. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how can I do Hannah's audience proud today? Like, yeah, what can I tell them that is super Fran, but also helpful for what they do? Mm-hmm. And this is so helpful because a lot of people ask about podcasts and about how to pitch themselves. You know, I talk about PR all the time, but podcasts are a great way to get your brand out there. So I love that. I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about one of the, my favorite parts of these episodes, and which is why I started the Thrive Society podcast to begin with. I feel like, and you know this, Instagram has a great way of making entrepreneurship seem glamorous and so shiny, right? Of these Instagram reels, but there's a lot of tough shit that we have to go through to get to where we are. So I'm just curious to hear from you. Has there ever been like a challenge or something you've gone through, whether it's in life or business or whatever, to get to where you are now? I mean, there's not just one, Um, (laughs) but the biggest thing that people don't understand is like, yes, I started making 10K months like Mm -hmm. six months ago, but Fran actually wasn't wise enough to pay herself accurately Mm. until November of this year, like y'all, like last month. So a lot of people are just like, oh, they quit their nine to fives. They're doing so great. It's really, really stressful and it's stressful to like, put all of that on my husband but he's so nice he's just kind of like I mean we're not doing bad you're fine Mm -hmm. just keep doing what you're doing and so it's like stressful to think about like not having a paycheck all the time that comes directly from you Mm it's stressful like the money side of entrepreneurship is 
the real stress of it all. It's not even like finding something I enjoy. That's easy. I run into the niche that I want to be in, but mm-hmm. like the money part, get you an accountant as soon as you can. <laughs> uh, because honestly, when I got an accountant, I finally started paying myself. We figured out how to pay my team appropriate rates without like busting mm-hmm. the bank every month. So it's just like making that work is honestly the way to like sleep easy, easily. I think that I can completely resonate. I just had this conversation with my husband about this too, because I, you know, just hired two full-time people. And when you think about it, like full-time, full-time. And when I thought about it, I was like, I'm not just putting food on the table for one person, like my family, I'm putting food on the table for two other people, two other people. And that comes with its own challenges and stress and things like that. So I resonate so much with that. I mean, entrepreneurship has so many beautiful things, but there's also some other stressful things that, you know, as working in the, in the nine to five, you don't have to really deal with. Yes. I used to just wake up on every other Friday and boom, there it was. But now I'm just like, should I pay myself? And finally we figured it out, but still it is so stressful in the beginning. Like as you Mm -hmm. start to make money and you're watching everyone, like I hit a six figure month and you're like, Mm -hmm. what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah. Six figure sales. But I just talked about that today on my Instagram, because that's another thing people talk about the sales months, right? But it's like not about the profit or, you know, what actually hit your account or what the expenses that you have, you know, we all have expenses. So sometimes I feel like those sales months can be a little bit misleading for people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When I first started in the online space, I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to be a six figure (laughs) entrepreneur. Meanwhile, here I am, a six-figure <laughs> entrepreneur telling you I just started paying myself last month. So keeping it, it real. Right. So it's just not all as cracked up to be unless you like talk to the right people. And start exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start right and just, you know, humble beginnings. You know, you have to learn. And it's I feel like that same thing for me. You have to learn the hard way sometimes for a lot of things in entrepreneurship. That's that's one thing I have learned myself. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell people, how can people work with you? I mean, you have 28 clients, but how can people work with you? How can people find you? Um, okay. So I manage podcasts. That's all we do. Um, so our agency is always open next year. Our goal is to get to 80 clients by the end of next year. So if you want to work with us, you can find me on Instagram. I answer all my DMs. That's not a personal assistant. That is actually me. It is her. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever have a question, you can DM me or you can check out my website, thepodfactory.co. And you can sign up for a discovery call. We also do done with you services. So I'll coach you to managing your own podcast and all of that. So good. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. 